So, in this seminar, we're going to give you a little bit more insight, more practices. And again, the practices are to support becoming conscious, superconscious, and supraconscious. And so, what is the main ideas I want to share with you in this particular uh, seminar? One of which is allowing, allowing. The way we move forward in life is through allowing. The opposite of allowing is againstness. Either you allowing or you against. Another way of saying againstness is resistance and reaction. This is how I teach it in Blissful Living. In Blissful Living, I teach that we focus on resistance and reaction and this in also includes attachment. For the purposes of universal bliss, we're just going to work with the word againstness. Whenever you are against, either you're allowing or you're against. When, when somebody's against something, automatically there's a for, something else. So if you are into againstness, you might find that you are for something else. If you're against something, you're for something else. Allowing is a different approach. It's a spiritual approach. At the heart of spiritual teaching is allowing. See, there's, there's the law of love, there's the law of allowing, and there's the law of attraction. Those are the three main laws or principles my teaching is all about. So, the way to move forward is through an attitude of allowing. So, what does that mean? If our work together involves two parts, one is undoing the trances of being a beggar and an addict, supporting the truth and awareness of being a believer and an adult, if that is our work together, that means we've got to go from here to there, from reactivity to creativity, from 4D to 5D, from limited to expansive, from beggar to believer or boss, from addict to adult, from victim to vicegerent or victor, from disempowerment to empowerment. There has to be a movement, but how do we move through it? So somebody might say, you know what, I don't want to be a beggar. I don't want to be an addict. I don't want to be a victim. I'm against being a beggar, an addict, and a victim. I'm against being powerless, and I'm against being disempowered. And it might seem logical. Yeah, so what is, what is Ashraf saying? He's against 4D. He's for 5D. No, I'm not against and for. I'm allowing. If you want to live 4D, live 4D. You want to live 5D, live 5D. You want to live reactively, live reactively. You want to live creatively, live creatively. You want to live powerlessly, live powerlessly. You want to live powerfully, it's yours. Your choice. So I'm allowing. Understand? This, here's this word. Allowing. Versus against. I'm allowing. I'm not against and for. So now that you might be aware and thinking, yeah, Ashraf, I don't want to be a maid. I want to be a madam, you know. 
I don't want to be the pauper, I want to be the prince. So I'm against being a pauper, and I'm against being the maid. I think I'll be for the prince, and I think I will be for the madam. That's not going to help you. Allowing is spiritual power. There's a way of proceeding in life. There's a way of progressing. You cannot progress and proceed powerfully unless you operate with allowing. Another word for allowing is patience. Patience. You've heard it in spiritual teaching that patience is a virtue. You see, what is patience? Patience means you're not against something and you're not for something, but you are at ease while whatever is, is. Now you'll understand why I can teach you this teaching, because I've already taught you the teaching of easing up. You see, because I taught you the teaching of easing up, and you've been practicing easing up at least once every second day. In fact, what you can do is easing up one day, multidimensional awareness the other. Go back to easing up, multidimensional. Or if you can do in the morning one, the other in the evening, it's up to you. Make a commitment and stick to it. You've got to apply yourself. You want to become a motorist, you've got to take the yellow book and study it. You can't study it once a month, one paragraph a month. How long it will take you? You'll be in your old age before you learn to drive, you understand? So you have to be reasonable in your approach. You have to be self-encouraging and reasonable. You re require a proper attitude. That's why we spoke about purpose statement. Your purpose, your intention, a personal decision. You're deliberate about it, what you want and why you want it. And, you know, maybe in the next support, I'll talk to you about how to go about it. How to go about it. Support too. So I can give you more support about how to go about it. But the point is, if you've been practicing experiencing ease, now you can begin to become aware of allowing. How do we go forward in life? Answer is easily. Easily. If you are not at ease, you can't progress and you can't prosper. If you're not easily, you know, easy in situations, you can't move forward, spiritually speaking. If you're against something and for something, then you are not at ease. You are stressed and strained. So the way to move forward through life is through allowing. And so... I don't blame you if you looked at this and you said, I don't want to be four-dimensional. Four, four, sorry, four-dimensional, four, 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 four yeah. Four-dimensional is bad. Four-dimensional is wrong. Four-dimensional is something that shouldn't be. I never said any of that. I never judged four-dimensional. I said you can be a beggar. I didn't say it's wrong to be a beggar. I didn't say it's bad to be a beggar. I didn't say it's better to be a believer. I never compared between these two. I just say there's a fourth dimensional way and there's a fifth dimensional way. You can drive a Toyota or you can drive a Hyundai. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying there's two different ways to operate in life.
I'm not losing power to 4D. Fourth-dimensional dimen fourth living. I'm not losing power. I'm not going to go into a trance about living with trances. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because 4D is characterized by judgment and trances. So, if you, while you are in 4D, or in a limited consciousness, from a limited consciousness, start applying yourself in this teaching... Is not going to help you. Does that make sense? Because you're still starting. You've got to be very patient with yourself. You might want to sit in the driver's seat and drive, but you have to go through a whole yellow book, and after that there's a whole blue book. You've got to be patient with yourself. You'll be very patient. So, what I'm saying to you is that be conscious of trying to proceed beyond 4D from a 4D consciousness. You can't do that. So how do you proceed? The idea is to release judgment against 4D or judgment against 5D. Don't think that one is good and one is bad. One is right and one is wrong. One is better than and one is the other. Don't judge between them and create a, you know, um, you know oppo opposing forces around this. Don't push against one and pull against the other one. Don't try and get rid of one and don't try and bring the other one in. Once you do that, you create oppositional forces. I will speak to you about that maybe today. We want to go beyond oppositional forces. We don't want to create being overpowered as we progress or try to progress powerlessly. So the idea is, do not judge 4D, do not judge 5D. One is not good, one is not evil. See, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That would cause their problem. Don't look at this with a mentality of, this is good and this is evil. But somebody might say, but it's obviously better than. No, it's not better than. It's truly enjoyable, it's truly meaningful, it's truly fulfilling, it's healthy, it's gaining, it's all that. But you don't have to look at it as special. The moment you look at anything one compared to the other as special, you create opposing forces. That's what caused us to be in trouble in the first place. I need a job because to have a job is better than not having a job. I need money because having money is better than not having money. Anytime you make anything in this world something special, you are controlled by it, you are projecting power onto it, you are making it something that you must push up against or push out of your life or something, something to bring into your life that's 4D that's ego consciousness that's judgment so we want to move forward easily we want to move forward without judgment we want to move forward without power projections we want to move forward without put, making a trance once you make, create a trance around this you can't actually move. It just gets bad to worse. You'll be saying, I can't even read my purpose statement. I don't know about my vision. I don't know why I'm not practicing anything. Because you made it special. You made something in the world, something so 
special. There's nothing in the world that's special. The power is within you. You are bigger than anything in the world. Your energy and what you are capable of is more valuable than anything in the world. But if you say no, 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 Ashraf, this is more valuable, 5D is more valuable than 4D, something in the world is more valuable than something else. The moment you make a contrast, a comparison with anything, this is better than that, you're in trouble. You understand? This is spiritual teaching that I'm teaching you. You probably lived your whole life without hearing what you'll hear in 40 hours with me. You probably live your whole life never heard from anybody else and never probably will ever hear it. So one of the things I'm telling you is be conscious of making something in the created world, a person, a thing or an experience special. That is a trance. When you are mesmerized, you know, you look at the, uh, you know, Disney movies or the stories, the fairy tales, you see people mesmerized, you know, that picture like stars, they, they like become mesmerized. Don't become mesmerized by anything in this world. Nothing in this world is real. Nothing in this world is anything to be mesmerized about. Nothing. That's when... We create problems. Just to give you a little bit teaching on oppositional forces. When you think something, somebody or some experience is so good and you must get it, you actually push it away. You try to get something that you made special. You can't have it. Have you ever experienced that? Something so badly you want it and you believe you need it and you must have it. And it eludes you. You can't seem to get it because you have too much of feeling on it. I don't know if I told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Only the one power that is sustaining and supporting us is for us to feel strongly about. If you feel strongly about anybody, anything or any experience, you are in a trance. So... Be very careful of contrasting, comparing, and making one good, one bad, making one special in a positive way. I must be like that. I have to. I have to. So whenever you make something so special and you try to bring it in, an opposing force is created to keep it out. Good and evil. Adam and Eve ate, into, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when you make something so good, it's so good, it's too good, what happens? You can't have it. Not because somebody is keeping it away from you. Guess who's keeping it away from you? You are. You just don't know that. We keep away from ourselves the people, things and experiences that we've made special. Anything that you project power onto and you think is the best thing in the world that you need, you must have. Without it, you won't be okay. You push it away from you. Anything you believe you need to get, you keep away from you or you won't enjoy. Now, the opposite is also true. If you make something good, you can't have it in your life. You try to bring it in, it doesn't come in. You strain and struggle and fight for it, it can't come in, it doesn't come in. Now, let's look at the other side. Just look at the other side. What is the other side? Anything that you have in your life that you make it so bad 
or something that can happen in your life and you make it so bad, anything that you make so bad, whether it's so good, I need it, I must have it, it's special, so good, or you make it special, like it's so bad, it must go from my life. An opposing force is created by you through your attachment and your resistance. Your attachment keeps it from coming into your life and your resistance keeps it from leaving your life. Have you ever had a problem, a sickness or a disease that you try to get rid of? The more you try to get rid of it, the worse it got. That you try to address something powerlessly and you ended up causing a bigger problem. That's what's happening here. You've made something, somebody or some experience special. What do you think is so important that is so good? What do you think is so important that's so bad that you're trying to bring in or move out? The moment you are in a trance like that, you actually create opposing forces from you. Not from anybody else. I will tell you about how the universe works. Remember I said what you are is a creative being. What you are is an electromagnetic spiritual imagining being. Who you are is your joyful self. Where you are is in a realm of reflection. This world is electromagnetic. When your electromagnetics are off, good and evil. Too much for this. Too much against that. If you're not in a peaceful state in you, in an easy state in you, in a joyful state in you, that's why the great masters and teachers from the Middle East, they would say Shalom or they would say Salam. What is that? Peace. Peace. Be in a state of equanimity. Be in a state of peace. Be in a state of ease. So the more multidimensionally grounded you are, you actually experience the support of God. So going back to what I told you earlier on, I said to you, after I spoke to Neville and George, a seed was planted for sharing a type of new thought movement teaching with the world. And as the months went by, I started giving it more focus and energizing it. And it became more and more something that I was inspired as a vision and put heart into it. I'm operating multidimensionally. I wasn't thinking it's good to create universal bliss. It's bad if I don't. I didn't say I have to create universal bliss. I didn't say it'd be the worst thing if I didn't. I didn't make having universal bliss or not having universal bliss, good or bad. I didn't make one better than the other. I just felt at ease one way or another, and the inspiration and the joy around it is what I was really interested in. The inspiration and the joy. Now that is what we're talking about, multidimensional power, spiritual power. If you are in a fourth density reality, and you are now looking at this difference between fourth and fifth and you're using a fourth density mindset of specialness you will not proceed you have to in a sense if you want to go beyond something practice allowing you must know that there's nothing in the world that's going to make you feel better than what you can feel within you now there's nothing in the world that has a power to make you feel good or make you feel bad, no matter what's going on. The moment you think something can make me feel better or okay, or something can make me feel worse or not, and I want to avoid it. Opposing forces are created through your distortion in energy. And as you are distorted in energy, 
That's what reflects in your reality. Where you are is in a realm of reflection. This is an electromagnetic realm of reflection. The more at ease you are, and the more grounded you are in natural good feelings multidimensionally, the more empowered and creative you'll be to hold a vision and see and feel into it, and it will materialize. It will materialize. But the more you feel that's bad and that's good and I must be against what I don't want and I must be for what I want and I must take massive action to get rid of this or may take massive action to bring that in, the more you do that, the less power you're using multidimensionally. I trust that that makes sense to you. So, do not worry. We will move through this program circularly. Circularly, we move through this program circularly. And so these ideas will be coming back to them, coming back to them, coming back to them. But what we are looking at here is a state of allowing that I am at ease one way or another. I don't need to be against fourth dimensional uh, living and I don't have to be for fifth dimensional living. I am actually allowing both options. There's fourth dimension, there's fifth dimension. I'm going to be at ease regardless of the two. I'm going to feel good now regardless of the two. Not when I get rid of fourth dimensional consciousness and when I have a fifth dimensional consciousness, I'm going to be at ease then, I'm going to feel good then, I'll be okay then. No. That I, right here, right now, while things are as they are, I am not going to project power and be against anything. I'm not going to be against the way I am. I am not going to be against being a beggar. And I'm not going to be for being a believer or a boss. I'm going to say there is a choice to be a beggar and there's a choice to be a believer. And from ease, I choose to be a believer. I choose from ease that that picture is what I choose. There's an option. It's fifth dimensional. You must see beggar, believer, which one you choose. Not which one I'm against and which one I'm for. Both are there, no judgment, allow both to be. Now, which one inspires you for you to be? You must choose which one you want to support. You understand? So if you say, I choose to support being a believer, or if you don't like that word, a boss. A believer is basically somebody experiencing freedom, supported. The Lord is my shepherd and I need nothing that uh, there is no power and there's no might except and there's no change and transformation except by means of God. These were what the great masters told us. So, am I against being a beggar and am I for being a believer? You've got to ask yourself the question. If that is the case, you can't move forward. You've got to practice allowing. Am I against being an addict? Am I for being an adult? Do, am I making one good, one bad, one right, one wrong? Am I making one special in a good way and one special in a bad way. That's judgment. It's a trance. No. Am I against being a victim? Am I for being a vicegerent? If you don't like that word, use the word victor. It doesn't mind. It doesn't matter. Am I against and for? Have I made one bad? Have I made one good? Am I against one? Am I for the other? 
You got to release. You got to allow. You got to let it be. You got to be at ease now. You could experience energy flowing now, while it is. So the question is: Is it okay that? Is it okay that? I am a beggar to the degree that I am. Is it okay that in this moment, at this time, to the degree that I'm a beggar, is it okay that I'm a beggar to the degree that I am in this moment, at this time? Meaning, to the degree that I feel needy, that I am controlled by people, things and experiences, is it okay that I be the way I am now? Is it okay that I be the way I am now? A beggar to the degree that I am, an addict to the degree I am, a victim to the degree that I am. Is it okay? Is it okay? We want to know what you think about that. Because is there any value in being against anything? That's another question. Please write it down. As I write it down as well. Is there any value in being against this? Is there any value in being against this? Because if there is, then be against it. But let me tell you, there is absolutely no value in being against anything. There's no value in being against. Being against something actually creates an opposing force. And one of the principles in blissful living is what you resist will persist. Not only does what you resist persist, but it intensifies over time. What you resist What you resist not only persists but intensifies. So is there any value in being against being a beggar? Is there any value in being against being an addict, a victim? Is there any value in being against the way you are at this particular moment? You might say, after listening to you, I can see, you know, I'm quite a work of art. <laughs> you know what I mean? A piece of art, the way I am. I didn't know I'm so disempowered. Yes, we know that. You've got to speak the truth. But there's no point in being against being disempowered. There's no point in judging where you are. See? Can you release judgment is another question. You know, can you release judgment? Because that's the next one. Is it okay that it is not okay? Well, I'm going to come to that. But the question is, can I release judgment against my dot 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 my being an addict? And ad my being an addict, a victim, a beggar. Can I release judgment? Can I not be against my being an addict?
can I not be against being the way I am? See, so is it okay that I be as I am? While I am this way in this moment at this time. Tomorrow you can be another way. Next week you can be another way. But while you are the way you are, is there any value in being against the way you are? Knowing that the moment you're against something, you actually create more problems for you through opposing forces. There is no value. So can I not judge myself? Can I not be against my being a victim, an addict, a beggar. Can I not be against it? Can I not, can I not judge it? So these are important questions for you. To practice allowing. Can I just be at ease with me while I am as I am? Can I relax and be at ease? Can I go multidimensional while I am as I am? See, and the first step to go multidimensional is ease. Can I allow myself to be as I am? While I am, can I allow myself to be then and you can do this for anything can I allow can I allow my life to be the way it is while it is, knowing that there's no value is there any value in being against myself or my life or somebody else or my behaviors? This is how I am. Do I have to be against it? Is there any value in being against it. Can I release being against it? Can I be at ease with it while it is? Can I release the judgment? Can I just be with it? So that is the first lot of questions. I don't know if you can feel the energy shifts that are happening while I'm talking to you. But I can feel my whole body is shifting energetically. It's so healing. Can anybody feel anything energetically? If you can, please write it on the chat. Whatever you're feeling while I'm talking and while this is happening, do you recognize energy shifts taking place? I can feel it. You know? Tell us what you're feeling, if you're feeling anything. If you're not feeling anything, that's okay too. Don't feel bad, you know. Allow it that you don't feel anything. But really, the energy is really, really flowing. Fifth dimensional flowing, you understand? So, that is the first set of questions. Now, let's say the answer is... I'm glad that you're feeling the shift and, and your body is... You're easing up being with yourself, being with your life. So, this is what it's about. Once you get into a state of allowing, you are shifting your relationship with the, the world around you. You're going beyond fourth dimension. That's what's happening. Trances are releasing. You're flowing energy and you're beginning to experience more energy flow. How wonderful it is. You see, this is my point that, that 
releasing is so important. Our work is more about releasing powerlessness because you already are powerful, but you're not experiencing your power. Our work is about releasing insecurity because you are already secure. You're just not experiencing it. Our work is that you're already creative, as creative as you'll ever be, powerful as you'll ever, ever be, as secure as you'll ever be. You're just not experiencing it. So the first step is always let go, release. I'm glad that you're having the experience and sharing that on the chat because this is what is, this is not about thinking. This is not about doing. This is about awareness and experience. Experience the shift and the change that's happening in your energy, in your awareness, in your experience. Become aware. You're actually having an expansion in your consciousness. This is how change occurs. While some of you might be thinking about what I'm telling you, just be aware and experience. Just be aware and experience. So let's say, you know, somebody's having a difficulty. Some of you are doing well, and that's okay. But we're just getting started, and some of you have an advantage because you've been with me for a long time as well. Let's say some of you are having a difficulty with this and are still in the mind. You're still in the fourth dimension. So I haven't forgotten about you too. I've got something for everybody. Everything has been taught. I, you know, given thought, uh, you know, I thought about it. I've given thought to, to all this. So what's the second level of questions that can benefit you? If you're having a difficulty with the first, if you're saying, Ashraf, you ask the question... Is it okay that I be a victim, an addict, a beggar? And I'm telling you the answer is no. My mind, every cell in my body is screaming out, it's not okay. You ask that, is there any value in being against anything? Knowing that the moment you be against something, you resist it and it persists. You create an opposing force in your life that you can't really move forward. You can't really move forward in life if you are against anything. If you really want to move forward in life, the first thing you got to do is release your againstness, release resistance. The first, if you really want something in life, you got to first apply yourself to release the specialness. You've got to release the judgment, you know. I would like to share with you. You know, I like sharing these with you so that you can have more awareness. And the thing that I'd like to share with you is sometimes you'll have people like, for example, a couple in a relationship. And a couple in a relationship might be like so angry with each other because maybe they're not connecting. And somebody from outside looking at this might say, if she wants more of his attention and kindness, she's going about it the wrong way. She's going screaming, shouting, behaving badly is not the way to get a partner to value you more. You understand? So my point is, Sometimes we're so attached to something that the way we begin to relate to it is destructive and pushes it away. But we're not aware of that. We're not aware of that. We're not aware that sometimes we're more in the trying to get. We're more in the trying to get than in supporting the havingness of something we want. I think I'll do a tile 
on this, that we are more in the trying to get than in supporting the havingness of what we desire. See, if you want something, you can support having it. You can support fifth dimensional. You can support fifth dimensional living. You can. But needing fifth dimensional living and getting obsessed with it and being against fourth dimensional and trying to go beyond fourth and trying to get to the fifth actually keeps you from having 5D awareness and experiencing. The man or the woman who's arguing with the, with the spouse in a disrespectful way and is saying, but I'm trying so hard to get through to you, is actually pushing the spouse away energetically. The vibration of that person is not I'm inspired about what can be between us and I'm looking forward to have that. Are you interested in supporting that? Do you care about us? Do you care about being with me to support that? There's no supporting having what you want. There's an against what you don't want and for what you want that you need. You understand? It's The for is a need. Whenever you are... I got you against and for. The for and the against is all about need. I need it to not be. I need it to be. I need to be 4D. I need to not be 4D. I need to be 5D. I need to not be unhappy. I need to be happy. This takes us straight into the addict. That's our definition of the addict, the trance that I described early on, that is, I feel bad when this happens and I don't want to feel bad, so let me change it. If I get rid of it, I won't feel bad. I'm trying to avoid feeling bad. That's the addict trance. I don't want to feel bad. Now, when you don't want to feel bad, that's the ego's trance trick on you. It's keeping you from having the experience you desire. You're focused on avoiding feeling bad. You're not focused on enjoying having the ideal reality you desire. So as you can see, I'm very relaxed about universal bliss. And I'm taking it one day at a time. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm not getting strung up on it. And, you know, highly strung and getting affected and getting needy and creating drama and trauma about it. I'm just relaxed and at ease and I'm thinking this is such a lovely experience. We're meeting new, new people. People are learning. We are a community of people growing. What possibilities exist for you to experience and what's possible for you to support other people in experiencing. I'm just thinking it's a lot of fun and enjoyment. It's not like, oh, it's a business. I need these people to pay me. How much can I get out of them? No, we're doing it easy, fun, giving, receiving, enjoying being together. But that's the energy of supporting what you want. If a couple or a partner in a relationship was at ease and enjoying being with them and said, you know, I'd like to be more closer to you, I'd like to work on our relationship, whatever it is, not angry, screaming, shouting, shaming, blaming, you understand? That's attachment and, and, every, and if every time there's need for or against, you just distort your energy. Once your energy is distorted, you're an addict. Addicts never have love and joy and fun and play and satisfaction and fulfillment in life. So, I was just wanting to point that out. That any time you are so badly against something or so badly for something, you'll end up without, you'll lose out. Sooner or later you'll realize 
I regret that. And if you're wise enough, you'll actually admit that you did something that was actually not for your own best interest. If you just remain ignorant and arrogant, you'll keep doing that over and over and your life will get bad to us. And then you'll wonder, but why nothing works out for me? How come other people are enjoying? How come other people get what they want? Why aren't I getting what I want? The answer is your energy is distorted. You're pushing away what you've been given. You're pushing it away. You might, no, but I'm fighting for it, Ashraf. You don't understand, I'm fighting for what I want. That's the problem. Not supposed to fight for anything. Nothing worth having in life is to be fought for. It's to be loved after and to be inspired by and to put your heart in and give and receive and enjoy. So this is the thing that when people become attached to something, they are for it. Or when they are resistant to something, they are against something. And opposing forces are created. Distorted energy. Push it out. The other analogy I'd like to share with you at this time is the analogy of a man who goes to a woman and she is, he finds her appealing for different reasons. And he says to her, I need you. I need you in my life. He says, you know, I've got all these children from my previous ex-wives and I can't cope with them by myself. And I need somebody to help look after these children. I need you very badly. And he says, you know, I have aging parents and I don't have anybody to support with them. I'm under a lot of stress and strain. I need you. I need you in my life. And he might even say, I haven't been with a woman for a long time. I'm feeling very sexually frustrated. I really need you. I need you a lot. You know, son, he's looking at her as a way to relieve his discomfort. He's feeling discomfort and he doesn't want to experience discomfort. And he's looking at her special to relieve the discomfort. He's making her in that way something needed that he must have. Now, what do you think that woman would say to that man? If it is a self-respecting sane, humane human being, she will say, the next time you call me again, I will report this to the police. If she's sane, she'll realize this man is an addict and is looking to her to use and abuse her for his own relief. If she's sane, if she is spiritually insecure, personally disempowered, not really into life enrichment, she'll say, sure, I'm your woman, I'll find worth in you. If I make you happy, you love me, and I need to be needed. And if I'm needed, how wonderful it is. And you do get women like that. And then later on they say, but I don't feel good. And they'll say to that man, I don't feel good, and you don't love me, and you don't care about me. But that's what he was peddling in the first place. He never said, you know what, I don't need you. I'm okay without you. But you know what, with you, you add to my day, you add to my life. You're good companionship. I'm very intrigued with you. I find you very interesting. I admire your style. I admire the way you think. You're really a remarkable woman, you know. 
Now, how do you think a woman would respond to a man who says, I don't need you. I'm okay without you. I would like to get to know you. You are somebody that I would find of value in my life. At the very least, that woman won't shun and shame, shame that man. She will respect that man. She might be, you know, not interested, but she might say, let's have a meal together. If he says, will you allow me the privilege of taking you out for a meal, no strings attached, she probably say yes. Why? Because she's normal, she's natural, she can feel the energy of appreciation, she can feel what it is when somebody is valuing her and recognizes her. But if, if somebody got no self-value, then they don't know that, they don't feel that. So why am I telling you that? The answer is, anytime you need anything, like a man in that situation needs a woman like that, or a person needs money like that, that you say, I need this money to avoid the discomfort I'm in. I've got a lot of debt and I just need this money to avoid this debt. You know, I've got a lot of debt and I need this money to avoid this debt. Just as that woman will run, a sane and healthy woman will run for her life, so will money. In fact, anything Anything, if you approach it, to use it and abuse it to avoid feeling bad, it goes away from you. It goes away from you. And what we're talking about is, can you not need something, but can you value it instead? Can you see its benefit to you? Can you be inspired by something? See, that's why I told you the story, and also because it's entertaining. I like telling that story. See. But how is it relevant in, 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 in this case here? The relevance of not looking at fifth-dimensional living, creative living, empowered living, and lusting after it, you know, needing after it, is that if you can be with it, be where you are, you can be inspired by being that person in your vision and you can put heart into it and you can appreciate it and you can find it appealing to become that person and to live that way and thus then energizing it multidimensionally, energizing it through feeling and you will attract it to you. If you judge 4D as bad and if you judge 5D as good, you create opposing forces that keep you more and more into 4D and keep 5D away from you. And, and you won't move beyond where you are and be supported in moving beyond where you are into 5D. So I think I've made the point abundantly clear. Do not judge yourself for where you are and how you are and what's going on in your life as bad. Don't think another way is good or right or special and feel badly about one and feel goodly about the other one. Don't do that because that's all resistance and attachment. Rather practice allowing. Rather allow it to be, allow it to continue to be. Realize there's no value in 
in being against anything, operate to release trances, to go multidimensional, to expand beyond the current reality. What we're talking about here is expand beyond the current reality. Don't react to and be controlled by the current reality. Don't lose power to the current reality. Don't try and control the current reality. But if it's challenging for you, if you find it that you can't do it, don't worry. I've got another series of questions for you. Let's say I ask the question, is it okay that you be a beggar now while you are? And you say it's not okay. I am against being a beggar now. And I ask you, is there any value in being against anything? And you say, I know there's no value, but Ashraf, I'm so against the way I am. I'm so against the way somebody else is. I'm so against the way things are in life. I'm really against this. I know there's no value. And if I say to you, so you can't release judgment of it. No, I see something as bad. I see something as good. And I'm locked in the judgment. And, um, you know, I cannot not be against the way I am. I cannot not be against the way I am. I cannot not be against the way he is or she is or this is or that is. I, I, I just can't. Actually, you can say what you want. I can't be not against something. I can't not judge. I am against. I am judging. I know there's no value. Is it okay that I be this way? The answer is no. It's not okay. I'm not into okayness. I'm not into allowing. I'm an againstness. I'm not into power. I'm into disempowerment. I'm not into owning my power. Allowing is owning your power. That's what allowing is. Once you allow, you start reclaiming your power. Once you allow, you reclaim power. But anytime you're against, you project power out. You lose power. You project your power out. So, what then? So here's the questions for that. Is it okay that it is not okay for you to be the way you are. I'll repeat that. Is it okay that you not be okay with the way it is? So is it okay that it be not okay for you? That you is it okay that you are not okay with the way you are, the way he or she is, the way it is? Is it okay? Is it that means can you not judge your judgment? Can you not be against your againstness? Is there any value in being against your againstness? The answer is no. Is there any value in judging your againstness? The answer is no. So, can I not be against my being against the way things are. Can I not be against being against the way things are? Now, I will post these tracks for you on the chat. 
these questions as a gift from me. You're not paying for it. I will post it to support you on your path. But again, I ask you, these my gifts are not for you to circulate. They do not belong to you. All blissful living, universal bliss, teaching, materials and technologies are the intellectual property of myself, Ashraf Murad. And they are spiritual proprietary technologies that belong to me. These are technologies that belong to me. I have developed them and applied them for my purposes and I'm sharing them with you to use on yourself. At some point, if you want to introduce other people to this teaching, there will be an opportunity if you want to. There could be an online course or whatever's going on. And you can even tell people, join us from next month. I, I've reduced it to 350 for those who didn't join us last month and are joining us this month. And for next month, I'll probably keep it at at 350 as well. So I will make these questions available. And uh, it's, you know, you're very welcome. I haven't heard a thank you. I don't know. You know. So that is new learning for this week allowance. And give it a try. Give it a try. And apply yourself in this particular way. So, this is the main practice. Remember, if you appreciate, if you value something that's really valuable, you'll get more. I don't need you to appreciate anything, but I'm looking at what kind of students these are. Are they going to get, am I giving to somebody who's not valuing I'd like to have more valuing people in my life. Not to say that you haven't valued. I know some of you do really, really value. But the idea is to express your... If you see that this is something that's really... Something that's going to... You're going to use and benefit with. And it's, it's, price, you know, it's priceless. Then express it and see it. You get more. If you feel strongly about something valuable, then you'll get more of it. Otherwise, you won't. So... The point is, this is one of the new techniques, practices, technologies that I'm sharing with you in the Universal Bliss Seminar number two. And we are into the last hour of our session and... I am going to share with you more exercises that you can use to develop your imagination. I call this imagination development exercises. And they will support you in going multidimensionally, living multidimensionally. The first one is to visualize colors. You know, with your eyes open or with your eyes closed, can you in your imagination observe colors? And you can start off with any color. It doesn't matter. And, you know, you can do the primary colors, you know, the primary colors. You can do the popular colors. 
or you can do all colors of the rainbow. Let's see how you are. So in your imagination, you know, can you see the color red? Now, you can do it with eyes closed. Don't try and look with your body's eyes. See the color red. See, put it in your imagination, red. I can see red. If you can see red, that's great. What about orange? Can you see orange? So maybe you can see a post box, like a red post box. Or a, a, an orange fruit, you know, a fruit that is an orange, navel oranges that people have, a vitamin C kind of orange, orange. So if you can see the color orange or an orange sky, for example, you know, can you see yellow? something yellow, you know the happy face yellow or you know anything that's yellow popularly is yellow or just the color, it's up to you, yellow a yellow painted sun, maybe on an art, you know in school the children paint yellow sun a yellow sun you know, can you see green, the green heart of the blissful living heart the green, can you see green, anything green, maybe a cucumber green. In your imagination, can you see blue? Blue. Could be a blue jeans. Something blue. You know, the color blue. I don't care whether it's navy blue, baby blue, bright blue, but if you can see all the different blues, it shows you're doing well. And if you're not seeing it, it means you can develop you know, you can develop so blue and then it is going on to purple and indigo, violet. So that blue moves into a purple, like the purple of our, you know, purple heart. And violet, like ultraviolet, moving into violet. Can you just get a sense? of those colors. If you can, your multidimensional imaginal self is doing well. Because people don't use their imagination, they don't use their imaginal self. They saw with the body and what the body's eyes see in the, the you know, um, They, they, where they are, they don't use the imagination. And I told you, Einstein said imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Einstein said it. There was a guy that went to jail and he found another guy sitting in the corner and doing writing. And the guy that went to jail had a six-month sentence and he says, I don't think I can make it here. And he asked the other guy doing the writing, how long are you in here for? And he says, 12 years. And the other guy was sitting there doing the writing, actually became an author. And I can't remember the name of the book. I'll find out the name of the author and the book. It was a classic in literature. That the guy sat in jail and he produced a classic work of literature. That means he was more multidimensional than physical. That means while his body was in time and space, he wasn't just looking at what's happening in time and space in the jail cell. 
He was with his ideas and he was with his creativity and he was producing and he produced an amazing piece of literature. I must just check up who that person is and what was it. I think it was called Bunting. The guy was called Bunting. It might be bun, bun, Bunting or something. Not Banting, but I think Bunting. His name was Bunting. I don't know. Google it. Can you just Google it and see Bunting? Just write classic literature book, classic book by Bunting. I think so. So my point is, you in your imagination, multidimensionally, can be creative. And if you can see colors in your mind's eye, that means you're applying yourself multidimensionally. Now to take that exercise a bit further, or let's share it like this with you. So you can do the colors. The other thing that you can do is do... Okay, let's take that exercise further. So we'll do colors first. And now, can you imagine yourself standing in a room? And as you look around, see the whole room in that color. Everything in that room is that color. So maybe you see yourself in a room... Yes. Thank you so much. Tell me what's that? What's the name of the book? Put it in the chat, please. Thank you so much for that comment as well. Cornell Bunting. And if you got a link for that, how that guy was in jail and uh, actually produced that, that amazing thing, what does it tell you? Was he really in jail? You understand? Of course his body was in jail, but he wasn't in jail. So... So your, where your body is doesn't mean that's where you are. And where you are as an imaginal being, you can take yourself into a different reality. The outside world can't trap you. But if you just think you're your body and you don't know you're your multidimensional self, you won't really go beyond. You won't really go beyond where you are into a different reality. So... Start with the colors and see if you can see, stand, imagine yourself standing in the room, the room that you're in, that you're sitting in. Imagine if you're sitting there, close your eyes and see the wall in front of you, you know, that particular color. Imagine yourself seeing that the wall in front of you, that the whole wall in that color. But I think the idea that I want you to get is see yourself in your imagination standing in a room and looking around you and seeing the walls. Get into your imagination and actually have the experience of standing there and looking around and seeing those walls front of you, behind you, left and right. You know, the colors of this wall. And go through the colors as well. Start with the red, the orange, the yellow the you know green the blue the the purple the indigo or the violet just see that see can you imagine yourself standing somewhere in a room and looking around and looking at this wall this color so this is again developing you multidimensionally do these exercises see how far you can get with them that's colors let's take shapes 
In your imagination, can you see a square? You can imagine, you know, a square as best you can. Imagine a circle. You know, you can imagine a piece of paper and on it a square in black. Maybe a piece of paper, a card and on it a circle. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a triangle? Can you imagine a rectangle? Let's start with at least three or four. The square, the circle and the triangle is a good start. So can you see the square? Can you see the circle? Can you see the triangle? Now, if you can see that, that's good enough. But let's see if you can take it to the next level. Can you see the square become a cube? Can you see it as a square? Can you see it as a cube? Can you see it as a square? Can you see it as a cube? Can you see the circle as a circle? Or can you see the circle as a ball? Circle, ball, circle, ball, circle, ball. Can you do that in your imagination? Straining your imagination. Can you see the triangle? And then can you see it become a pyramid? Triangle, pyramid, triangle, pyramid, triangle, pyramid. So if you can begin to do that, these are ways in which you can train your imaginal self to develop strength, stamina to see things, to energize, to, to go multidimensional. The other thing you can do is, can you stand, see, see yourself in a room? And this room is a square. Can you see yourself in a room that the room is a circle? Can you imagine yourself standing in a square room, which is very normal for us, and can you imagine yourself standing in a circular room? Can you feel what it is to stand in a circular room? It might be like a pod or something like surround, like you're inside of it. Can you imagine yourself standing there? Can you imagine yourself in a triangle room, a triangular room? A structure that is triangular, which means a pyramid. Can you see yourself standing in a pyramid looking all around you and looking all the way to the top? That I am in this room and I'm looking all around me. It's a square room and then it's a circle, a circle room and then it's a triangular room and sometimes maybe it's a rectangular room. Can you do that? So... You can see which ones you like doing as an exercise and develop your imaginal prowess. You know, like you use your muscle to pick up things, put it down, you know, do weights and all that sort of thing. You're using your physical body. Here, you're using your attention, your imagination. You, you, you're developing yourself. This is very good to get you to manifest down the line as we begin to focus on that. So here's what you can work your way up to. Working with lemon or a food, you know. So can you, for example, in your imagination, imagine a nice lemon, you know, whatever a lemon is like to you. But you know this is a very juicy one. 
you can work your way up to this particular exercise and it's imagining a lemon or some kind of food and if you use the lemon that's a good one to start off with you see the color of the lemon the size of the lemon and you know this is a very juicy lemon and you imagine yourself squeezing this lemon while it's still not cut you squeeze it squeeze it until you release the juice the lemon juice it's all over inside the lemon you squeeze it squeeze it squeeze it and there's a whole lot of juice and can you imagine yourself cutting that lemon and squeezing opening your mouth and squeezing that lemon with all the juice going into your mouth and see if you salivate see if you are you are producing saliva now this is taking it to the next level you understand this is means you're getting really good and you can do it like with a chicken you know imagine a roasted golden brown chicken when you're on a hungry day and you really like chicken the woolies ones got injected into it butter imagine the butter in the chicken while it's grilled golden brown a golden brown chicken imagine it with the sauce next to it <laughs> yeah so imagine it and see you know that you are breaking that if you like the breast piece the white meat or the you know the leg piece you breaking the piece off you got the sauce there and you dipping it and you are about to put it into your mouth and see if there is the you know salivation taking place now that's working your way up there you're working your way up there and finally for the relaxation i mean finally for the imagination exercises this one is what you want to work your way up to and it's called the relaxation pod exercise that's what i call it a relaxation pod exercise i used to do it in the 90s when i started on this path so can you imagine yourself in a cocooned um pod that you are in this pod which is very comfortable for you to be in and at the bottom it's got a lot of very spongy materials that as you lie on it you feel so relaxed it's like a relaxation pod you know it's where you go to actually deeply relax and when you go in there it's air conditioned and it's it's got lovely ambient music and it's got this fabric and gel kind of place that you lie on it and you're just lying there and this material is like so um, comfortable and comforting it just sink you sink into it can you see yourself in this lovely environment very comfortable and pleasing and you just feel yourself lying there at the bottom on this bed fabric at the bottom of it that you just jump into it and it just absorbs you and it's so soft and comfortable that as you lie there your body is so loose and limp it's like you know a billion times more comfortable than your bed can you imagine the space age kind of room with this fabric and this gel that as you lie on it it's so comfortable the temperature is right the sound is right 
the lighting is right, nobody can disturb you, you are in it and you are so, so relaxed. That's what I used to use when I was at school with the students, they used to walk into the classroom with that feeling so relaxed like nothing can get through to me. So what that is, is it's giving you a suggestion for a deep relaxation wherever you are, you can experience that. So if you can see the, imagine, the, 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 the relaxation pod, if you can get into it, if you can know that it's very comfortable and it's supportive of your deep relaxation and you can just jump into that fabric and be held up very comfortably in the softest, most gentle, delicate kind of way and feel your body go into that deep relaxation. Now that's what we're talking about, the relaxation pod exercise. So these are your exercises to develop your imagination to the point where you are actually using your imagination to influence your salivary glands and your body. That in your imagination, it can actually support changes in your body, physical body, mental state. So that is the second thing. So what have we learned in terms of practices today? One, allowing versus againstness. How important it is to that we know that it's okay that this be so. And even if you think it's not okay, then it's okay that you think that this not be so. And to ease up and ease up so deeply. And also to use your imagination and develop your imagination, but also to the point where there is a response from your body your salivary glands, and also your muscles. This is now going more multidimensional and connecting. Last thing for me to share with you today, and then we'll open the floor for a bit of questions and sharing, is about multidimensional. You understand? So this is like easing up and becoming more at ease. This is about going forward easily in life, practicing non-resistance, non-reaction, allowing non-judgment so that we can move forward. All this is supporting your state and opening up, releasing and opening up. And the, the last thing that I want to share with you today, and as you can see, this is like building up from ease and taking it further into allowing and also now going multidimensional. So, we want to become more aware of the support of the universe. Or universal support, we want to, whatever you call it. You call it God, source energy, life, a lifeward presence, a creative spirit, God, whatever you want to call this presence. And we want to become aware that we are being related to. In the last seminar, I did share with you that throughout history and all over the planet and even today there are people who have taught others about the one power beyond creation, its creator and this power that is sustaining and supportive, this power that we can release into its care and we can use for our benefit. We can have an experience of faith. We can have an experience of faith. And this is not religious. 
It is not denominational in any way. It is a universal fact, a scientific fact, that we are not because of ourselves. Life is not because of life. But life and us are effect. We are consequence. There is cause. And cause is beyond effect. Cause has caused effect. And nothing in effect is cause. Nothing in the physical, material, created world is its cause. Everything in the physical, created world is the effect. Meaning, you and I and the world that we live in is a temporary created world. We went always, we are not now uh, always, and we are not because of ourselves. We continue to be not because of ourselves. And we continue because we, we are in existence as created beings and we have what we call a creator, source energy, and we are related to. So we are being related to. This is very important that you become aware that you are being related to. Become aware that you are being related to. I'm going to expand this for you a little bit more. Why are we talking about this? Because of this word, supported. Very important to experience being supported. The beggar is a beggar because you believe in need. The beggar is a beggar because the beggar denies support. The beggar is a beggar because the beggar doesn't allow themselves to actually know that they are okay. A beggar is a beggar is a person who is actually okay but is unaware of their okayness and believes that they are not okay. A beggar is a beggar creating neediness and dependency on themselves and the world because they deny that that which has caused the world to be is ensuring the continuation of the world and supporting the quality of life in the world. So we want to go beyond a beggar into a believer. We want to go beyond a beggar into a boss. It's the same thing. We're going beyond. And it's to recognize support. We are supported. So... I told you before and I'm telling you again, I'm not converting you into anything. To convert somebody is a belief-based process, is to get somebody to believe something. I am not wanting you to believe anything. Belief, I told you, is limited. I want you to have an experience of supportedness. I want you to be aware of universal support and experience being supported. That's what it is. For you to realize that you are supported by that which has caused you to be. You know, you are sustained and supported. So, to go back to our exercise or our work for this week, it's to become aware of sources relating to you or gods relating to you or, you know, your whatever. Your creators relating to you. You want to become conscious that you are being related to these before you, that which has created you, and that which has created you is relating to you. There is a power, whether it is Joseph Murphy, you know, the power of your subconscious mind, whether it's the 
Unitarian movement, you know, whatever. They speak of the one power and the sufficiency of the one power for us. It's a universal power. I'm not saying that what I believe is the one power is the one power. It's beyond my belief. Like truth, God is beyond my belief in God. Like peace, God is beyond my belief in peace. Like arithmetic, God is beyond my believing in arithmetic or not. You understand? Whether you believe in electricity or not, arithmetic or not, it is. Whether you believe in God or not, God is. It serves you to become aware of source or God, universal God we're talking about here, not different groups of people's ideas about God and beliefs about God. That universal presence that is sustaining me and supporting me, that universal presence that when I show it my vision and I energize my vision, it attracts to me the right people and things in life. That presence that when I have a vision for me, it transforms my thinking, my actions, it changes things, we support. We're talking about pure support, pure and complete support. So for you to contemplate, for you to contemplate that there is a power that is beyond the created world because of which the created world is, because of which the created world continues to be. There is that which has produced all that is in the material world and it is beyond the material world. It is nowhere in time and space. That's why when they asked Jesus, his name was Yeshua in classical, there's no J in Hebrew, his name was Esau in Aramaic commonly and in, uh, you know, in Aramaic they're also called Isa, you know, Isa, Esau, that's where they get Jesus, then it became Jesus. But anyway, we know who we're talking about. When they asked him, just show us the Father and we'll believe, he asked them, are you yet without understanding? No. Are you yet without understanding? I mean, how can anybody show you God? God is beyond. You know, the man who made Pac-Man, Pac-Man is an invention of the man who made Pac-Man. Pac-Man will never know the world beyond the screen. Pac-Man is not conscious enough to be aware of and meet the man who invented Pac-Man. I'm talking about the game, the classic game from the 80s. Pac-Man and subsequently Pac-Girl and Turbo Pac, you know. So, we cannot, the created world cannot contain that power. That power is not in form firstly. So God can't be anywhere in the world as a thing because that means God is in time and space. If something is in time and space, it means it's created. It's 4D. 
God is not 4D. God is not in time and space. God is the creator of time and space. And everything that is within time and space is because of God. So time and space cannot contain God. Cannot contain God. Nothing here. That's why even Jesus said, Are you yet without understanding? That's why the you know Middle East people, whether it was Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, Abraham, they were strict and other parts of the world that God is the truly beyond, the unique and beyond the creation power. But what can we know about this one power? We know that this one power is unique and supreme, all great, all gracious. It's incomprehensible and incomparable, but we know it is. We can't know what this power really is, but we can know that this power really is. Now, why am I telling you this? Again, I'm telling you this for pragmatic purposes, not for religious purposes. I'm not telling you this so that you agree with me and now we all start believing that we believe this and start championing a belief. I'm telling you this so that you can trust and experience security. So the one power is unique and supreme, all great, all gracious. In fact, it is the only reality that really exists. When we get to healing, at some point I will teach you healing and how to do healing for you and for others. You will by that time learn about the illusory nature of disease and how miracles can happen. It's because this world is a simulated world, it is a made up world and it's not as real as you think it is. That's how miracles can happen. That's how experiences can be shifted and changed through the shift and change in energy. As you shift and change energy, your world shifts and changes too. So this world is a simulated world, a created world. It doesn't really exist as God does. God alone is the one that really exists and this world is secondary and as you apply yourself with the God power this world this changes and shifts in this world because it's not as real and as solid as you think it is as we go through further in this teaching I will teach you more about that the onlyness of God, the realness of God. That means energy is the only reality. You know, God is the only real reality. Uncreated yet creates that which is created but cannot create. Unproduced but produces that which cannot produce. That means you and I are created by the one uncreated. Uncreated means beyond time and space. Time and space has a beginning. Everything in time and space, including time and space, has a beginning, middle and an end. But God is beyond time and space, the unique and supreme, all great, all gracious, the incomparable, the incomprehensible, the sustaining power, the supportive power. God is the only reality, the true reality, the one that is ever-living and ever-existing. 
We are not ever living and ever. We are temporary. God is the permanent. God is the dynamic. We are the static. You know, God is the immortal. We are mortal. God is the eternal. We are relative. God is the absolute, you see. So God is the cause. We are the consequence. We cannot cause. Nothing here has power. God is the only real power. The one energy is the one real power. We have no power. Nothing in consequence, nothing in the world of creation has any power. God is the unfailing. We are fallible. God is the infallible. God is always succeeding. God is the perfect. See, God is the actual. We are the apparent. This world and us is not as actual as God is actual. Love is actual. Peace is actual. It is primary. Consciousness is primary and the world is secondary. This world is a mirror. Now I will come back to that a little bit later. It's a bit of an advanced idea. But what I want for you to ponder is that there is a power available to us it is our championer. We are championed by the one power that is. There is nothing to challenge us. There is nothing to threaten us. There is nothing to obstruct us. There is nothing adversarial. There is nothing oppositional. There is only the one power that created. And we are in the care and consideration, the compassion the cherishing and the caretaking of that one power. All that exists is because of that which causes it to exist and maintains its existence. And that which has caused everything to exist and maintains its existence is championing of us. There is no other power apart from the one benevolent power, our benefactor. There is only one power and it is a championing of life power. There is no challenging of life power. There is nothing other than God, the good, the great, the championer of humanity. There is only support, is another way of saying it. There is no threat. There's, there's no God and another God that is against God. There is only the source of well-being. There is only the support for wellness. There is only the provider of wealth. There is no opposition. Nothing can ever hold us back. Nothing. Except our failure to operate multidimensionally. Earlier on, I did say to you, if you are allowing and at ease, and if you go multidimensional, if you ground yourself in what I call zero-point energy, multidimensional flow, which the old language is called faith, if you ground yourself in multidimensional flow, expanded states, you access this power to be used at your disposal. And you can then see in your imagination realities that you desire and you can energize them and they become. So the reason why I'm telling you this is to go beyond ignorance of the mind, superstition of the mind, the belief in 
in anything other than one supportive lifeward energy. All great, all gracious, the benevolent, the beneficent, the supportive, the sustaining. There is only this power and nothing else that created and we are in the care of this being. So this being that is beyond form, that is beyond our awareness, is, is in, incredible. And it is in support of us, the all-powerful, there's only one all-powerful power in support of us. There's only one all-intelligent power in support of us. There's only one authority that is a championer of all human beings and life. It is called Universal God, whatever, by whatever name you want to call it. All human beings can acknowledge and surrender to this. Yes, there is only God. And God alone is to be given excessive focus, exclusive attention and strong feeling. So we are going to get into that in the next session. But for this session, I want you to consider that beyond what you see and touch and whatever you think about, there is a realm. And that realm is a supportive realm. So that realm is a supportive realm beyond. So there is an unseen to us, very tangible, more real than us, source energy. And its energy is love, kindness, compassion, mercy, support. It's for us, it's with us, it's interested in us, it is attentive to us. We have nothing to live in fear of, there's nothing to fear, there's only this power to acknowledge and to accept and to appreciate. And once you do, you will experience being supported. So, our relationship to sources relating to us, that there is that which has created us, it is all-powerful, it is in support of us, it is with us and for us, it is interested in us, it is caring for us. You and I are cared for. It is considerate upon us. You and I are considered by this power. It is compassionate unto us. It is compassionate. It is championing and cherishing. It is caretaking of us. There is this power. And it is towards us absolutely valuing. So, to the degree that you can value God and the value of God. See, to the degree you can be aware of God and you can be aware of the value of God. To the degree that you can be aware of God and the value of God. To the degree that you can be aware of God's valuing of us or you yourself. See, this is multidimensional grounding when you realize there is a power, it is with me and for me, I recognize its innate beauty and awesomeness. It is valuing of me. I am valued by this power. There is this power. It is awesome. It's incredible. It's all good. It's all pure. It's pristine. It's perfect. It's flawless.
It is the free of defect power. It's the free of disease. It's flawless. That we can start becoming aware of this power that is more real than our own hand. It's more real. And we can start focusing on that with an excessive focus, exclusive attention, and a strong feeling. If you can begin to focus like that, multidimensional, there is the one power. If you can focus on there is the one power, benevolent and beneficent, the one power, caring, considerate and compassionate, cherishing and caretaking, there is this one power. Meaning that God has created you and you are in the care of God. That all of life in every moment is in the care of God. In every moment it already is in the care of God. To begin to recognize the relevance of God in our life. Imagine if it wasn't for the Creator, none of this would be, we wouldn't be, life wouldn't be. Nothing would be. If it wasn't for the Creator, none of this would be. And I told you, you got to get out of the brainwashing of the scientific, materialist, rationalistic thinking of the past 300 years. This feeling like the world was always here and we just came on the planet because of evolution that the world began with a bang, you understand, a big bang. This is the brainwashing to suggest that the world created itself and the world created us. Anything in form cannot create itself. It is a consequence of the cause. God is the prime cause, whatever you want to call it. And the nature of the prime cause is loving and supportive. That's why Jesus called God Father. And he said, our Father. So, for those who might think, yeah, because he was the Son of God, not anywhere in the Bible does Jesus say, I am the Son of God. In fact, Jesus says, I am the Son of Man. And when he speaks of God, he says, our Father. A protective presence in Hebrew and Arabic, it's Ab, Ab, Abba. That there is the one who, in whose care I am always in, available. He would say, thank you, Father, that thou art always with me. Thank you, Father, that thou hearest me always. Jesus was acknowledging multidimensionally the one power. And he would thank the one power in advance for materializing what he would claim in that multidimensional state. So, there is a power. That we know. If you read all the literature in the spiritual you know, development movement, there is a power, one universal power. No man, no woman, no thing in any way is the one power. It is beyond the physical world. The physical world is because of it. But it is more real than you and I. And it is all-powerful. And if we begin to recognize that because of God we are and we are in the care of God and we continue to be because of God. That God has given us life, but not only has given us life, is interested in the quality of our lives. If you look and you realize you have color vision, you have stereo hearing, you have smell and taste, you can taste that lovely chicken and you can really enjoy it and you create it in the best of molds, and so on and so forth. The human being is designed for comfort and satisfaction. If you begin to become aware that not only is this one power, not only is there this one power, 
the so valuable power, becoming aware of its value, but it's valuing of us. It's valuing of us. Recognize that the earth is spinning without us doing anything, that we breathe oxygen without us doing anything, that this world has been brought into existence and is kept. The sun rises and sets every day, you know. It's done for us. We don't need anybody to do anything for us. Our existence is a given. We couldn't give ourselves existence. What can a temporary created being do? We are because God is. And because God is sustaining, we continue to be. And not only is God sustaining, but God is supporting of our satisfaction. So God has not only given us life, this power has not only caused us to exist, but has caused us to exist in the best of molds with worth and has given us the ability to, you know, be aware beyond the animal kingdom and also to create beyond the animal kingdom, to be godly, to, with and through God, create reality. It's called prayer in the old language. People can call it manifestation, you know, manifesting, attraction, call it whatever you want. But we have been given that ability that God, you know, is creative. We've been created creative. So, once you start acknowledging that actually I am in the care of God now, and I'm actually considered by God now, the earth is spinning. We don't need anybody to spin the earth for us. Nothing is needed for me to be sustained. I continue to breathe. Whether people work or don't work, the earth still spins. My heart still beats. We still breathe oxygen. Right now there's enough oxygen for me to breathe. I am sustained in being alive. I'm okay now. There is a supportive power and a supportive system on earth. Everything is interrelated. We breathe out carbon dioxide. The tree takes it in, produces oxygen. We breathe in the oxygen. Look at the support system. Everything is flow. Your heart beats blood into it and out of it, in and out. Circulation, you know, the cycling of energy. Become aware of a system that is one. That you and I are not separate from each other. And we're not separate from the trees and we're not separate from the earth. Everybody is part of a one system of energy flowing. Become aware of that. That you and me are linked through the trees and the atmosphere. We breathe into the same atmosphere. We breathe out into the same atmosphere. We eat from the same soil. Everything is linked. Everything is interconnected. Become aware of the oneness and the flow within the oneness. So my point is this, and this is what I end with. If you can begin to recognize that right here, right now, whether you have money or you don't, the earth is spinning, you are alive. There's oxygen to breathe. You okay. God is Godding, I say. And you are Godded. You don't have to do anything to cause yourself to exist, nor do you have to do anything to cause yourself to continue to exist. You could not have made yourself exist. You didn't create yourself. And you didn't create this world to exist in. Nor can you cause yourself to continue to exist. Nor can you cause the world to continue to exist. That there is something beyond us that has caused us to be, this world to be, and continues to keep us going and continue to keep us this world going. And therefore we are free, whether we believe it or not. Nothing is needed for us to exist. 
and nothing is needed for us to continue to exist. You can't say I need oxygen because you have it. You have it. We have the sustaining power supporting us in our existence. And so whether a man loves you or doesn't, or a woman loves you or doesn't, it's not a security issue. Whether you have a job or not, whether you have money or not, it's not a security issue. There are no security issues. You don't need anything to be free. But to realize that you actually don't need anything to exist. You don't need any. You're already existing. And how valuable is your existence? You know, can money cause you to exist? It can support you in existing, but it doesn't cause you to exist. Can a man or a woman cause you to exist? They can support you, not really too, but they can't cause you to exist. You understand? So our okayness is because God is and we are because of God in the care of God always. We don't need anything or anybody to not experience, I mean, to, to experience okayness. We are innately okay. Everything is innately okay. Not only is our existence a given, that God is Godding, we are Godded, we, didn't, we don't need anybody to be alive. Whether there's somebody in our life or not, the earth spins. Whether we have a job or not, the earth spins. Whether we have money or not, the earth spins. Whether we have a place to live or not, the earth spins. The sun is rising, the sun is setting. We are sustained in our living. When you accept that, you will move into an awareness of okayness. That I'm actually okay. I don't need anything to be alive. And I don't need anything to keep the world going. And I don't need anything to keep me going. I am kept going by God. And nothing is needed for me to be kept going by God. This is the most important thing that we have been given life. Our life is sustained. And not only have we been given life, not only does God care, but also God is considerate of your experience of satisfaction. So this one power is all great, all gracious. It exists. Because of it we are. We have been given life in this dimension to support satisfaction and fulfillment. And if we claim multidimensionally the vision or the desires we have, that one power produces it. It produces. So when I saw the vision for universal bliss, I just showed God what I want multidimensionally and I energized it. Whatever we energize, God materializes. This is the law, like the law of the harvest. If you plant a seed and you nurture that seed, that seed will grow into the tree that it is, potentially. So, when we plant a seed of our desire in the soil of our imagination, that's why we got the imagination building strengthening techniques. When we, when we plant the seed the, of our desire in the soil of our imagination, there is a power that always and unfailingly produces it. So there is only God, the sustaining power, and the supportive power. There is only God, the all-great, the all-gracious. That means we are okay now. And if we claim for ourselves 
the desirable experiences of satisfaction. If you're really interested in your good for you, natural, satisfied, fulfilling living in this world and the world beyond, you will have it. So there is this power. Are you aware of it? And are you experiencing security with it? And do you use it for your satisfaction? See? So that's where I end today. And the last part there is really about God's relating to you. God's relating to you. Can you recognize the value of God, innate value of God? Can you recognize God's valuing of you? How valuable you are to God and God's valuing of you. You have been given existence. You have been given life as a human being, uh, innate worth. You have been given a body that is in the best of molds. You have endowments and faculties. You have the ability to acknowledge God, accept God and appreciate God. You have the opportunity to, to invoke the realities you desire multidimensionally. You can be godly, experience the essences of God like peace and love and mercy, creativity, compassion, you know, power within your being. You can experience that. There is for you in this world everything that you require for your satisfaction. There are people, things and experiences to support your satisfaction, your complete and total satisfaction in this world. It's already here. All you have to do is acknowledge it and invoke it. And you've been given the ability to invoke. I call manifesting invocation or prayer as invoke. You invoke a reality. Like I invoke the reality of universal bliss. And it's becoming more and more. And the information for me to share is coming through. So that's that for me today. You know, and um, God's value, valuing of God's valuing of us multidimensionally aware of this power. The bottom line around what I shared with you, the last thing is this. There is a power. There is no other power but this one power. This power is really supportive and championing and encouraging of us. There is no other power that is cha challenging and causes disease and sickness. There's one power for well-being and for wellness and for wealth. There's no power for disease and for sickness and for challenging us and as an adversarial. All this thing that we experience as overpowering of us is not a power. And we will go deeper into that material as we go through the um, sessions. So that's where I end. And uh, I open the floor for questions and for sharing if anybody has any questions. You can share on the chat you don't need to, you know, um, share live. You can share on the chat. But if you have any questions on any of these three uh, practices that were shared today, one first practice was allowing. And the questions for allowing Two was the imagination development exercises. And three was becoming aware of that which has created to you, uh, that which has created you, 
how it's relating to you. Be aware that you are being related to. There is that which is relating to you. Be multidimensionally aware. So, thank you so much for your appreciation and for your feedback. Any questions, I'll handle them now. In about two weeks or so, we will do a support group. There will be no charge for it as well. I, there is a charge, but I'm waiving it. It's 100 rand per person at this point, but I'm waiving it. You're welcome to join in, and we will review some of the practices covered here at that. And then towards the end of the month, various students will have the opportunity of sharing aspects of this seminar with you as a review. And then next month, first Saturday between 2 and 6, we'll do session 3, God willing. So, thank you again. The floor is open for questions. The whole point about this is to get you experiencing a higher level of consciousness and operating from a higher level of consciousness. And slowly, slowly, we'll get you there. So again, thank you so much. Any questions? If there's no questions, we'll see you on the chat. Keep in touch on the chat. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a, a, another interaction, two-hour interaction at the support session with me. And another hour or so session with students in their sharing. Also, we will keep you in, in, in you know... Um, in touch with the YouTube channel that this week will be online and there'll be material from the last seminar on that. Um, and if you have friends or anybody that you would like to, you know, expose them to, you can send them to, you can send them to the, you know, the uh, YouTube channel. So... That's that. For my side, I'm done. Thank you so much. What a privilege and pleasure it is to interact with students that are sincere and are going to you know, benefit themselves and their loved ones and benefit society in the days and years to come. And uh, that's awesome. So it's a noble endeavor that uh, we've been given the opportunity to undertake and I'm very grateful. Thank you so much to each and every one of you. That's it from me for today. So, in this seminar, we're going to give you a little bit more insight, more practices. And again, the practices are to support becoming conscious, superconscious, and supraconscious. And so, what is the main ideas I want to share with you in this particular uh, seminar? One of which is allowing, allowing. The way we move forward in life is through allowing. The opposite of allowing is againstness. Either you allowing or you against. Another way of saying againstness is resistance and reaction. This is how I teach it in Blissful Living. In Blissful Living, I teach that we focus on resistance and reaction and this in also includes attachment. For the purposes of universal bliss, we're just going to work with the word againstness. Whenever you are against, either you're allowing or you're against. When, when somebody's against something, automatically there's a for. 
something else. So if you are into againstness, you might find that you are for something else. If you're against something, you're for something else. Allowing is a different approach. It's a spiritual approach at the heart of spiritual teaching is allowing. See, there's, there's the law of love, there's the law of allowing, and there's the law of attraction. Those are the three main laws or principles my teaching is all about. So, the way to move forward is through an attitude of allowing. So, what does that mean? If our work together involves two parts. One is undoing the trances of being a beggar and an addict, supporting the truth and awareness of being a believer and an adult. If that is our work together, that means we've got to go from here to there, from reactivity to creativity, from 4D to 5D, from limited to expansive, from beggar to believer or boss, from addict to adult, from victim to vicegerent or victor, from disempowerment to empowerment. There has to be a movement. But how do we move through it? So somebody might say, you know what, I don't want to be a beggar. I don't want to be an addict. I don't want to be a victim. I'm against being a beggar, an addict, and a victim. I'm against being powerless, and I'm against being disempowered. And it might seem logical. Yeah, so what is, what is Ashraf saying? He's against 4D, he's for 5D. No, I'm not against and for. I'm allowing. If you want to live 4D, live 4D. You want to live 5D, live 5D. You want to live reactively, live reactively. You want to live creatively, live creatively. You want to live powerlessly, live powerlessly. You want to live powerfully, it's yours. Your choice. So I'm allowing. Understand? This, here's this word. Allowing. Versus against. I'm allowing. I'm not against and for. So now that you might be aware and thinking... Yeah, Ashraf, I don't want to be a maid. I want to be a madam, you know. I don't want to be the pauper. I want to be the prince. So I'm against being a pauper. And I'm against being the maid. I think I'll be for the prince. And I think I will be for the madam. That's not going to help you. Allowing is spiritual power. There's a way of proceeding in life. There's a way of progressing. You cannot progress and proceed powerfully unless you operate with allowing. Another word for allowing is patience. Patience. You've heard it in spiritual teaching that patience is a virtue. You see, what is patience? Patience means you're not against something and you're not for something. That you are at ease while whatever is, is. Now you'll understand why I can teach you this teaching. Because I've already taught you the teaching of easing up. You see, because I taught you the teaching of easing up, 
and you've been practicing easing up at least once every second day. In fact, what you can do is easing up one day, multidimensional awareness the other. Go back to easing up, multidimensional. Or if you can do in the morning one, the other in the evening, it's up to you. Make a commitment and stick to it. You've got to apply yourself. You want to become a motorist, you've got to take the yellow book and study it. You can't study it once a month, one paragraph a month. How long it'll take you? You'll be in your old age before you learn to drive, you understand? So you have to be reasonable in your approach. You have to be self-encouraging and reasonable. You require a proper attitude. That's why we spoke about purpose statement. Your purpose, your intention, a personal decision. You deliberate about it, what you want and why you want it. And, you know, maybe in the next support... I'll talk to you about how to go about it, how to go about it. Support two. So I can give you more support about how to go about it. But the point is, if you've been practicing experiencing ease, now you can begin to become aware of allowing. How do we go forward in life? Answer is easily. Easily. If you are not at ease, you can't progress and you can't prosper. If you're not easily, you know, easy in situations, you can't move forward, spiritually speaking. If you're against something and for something, then you are not at ease. You are stressed and strained. So, the way to move forward through life is through allowing. And so, I don't blame you if you looked at this and you said, I don't want to be four-dimensional. Four, four, sorry, four-dimensional, four, four, four yeah. Four-dimensional is bad. Four-dimensional is wrong. Four-dimensional is something that shouldn't be. I never said any of that. I never judged fourth-dimensional. I said you can be a beggar. I didn't say it's wrong to be a beggar. I didn't say it's bad to be a beggar. I didn't say it's better to be a believer. I never compared between these two. I just say there's a fourth-dimensional way and there's a fifth-dimensional way. You can drive a Toyota or you can drive a Hyundai. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying there's two different ways to operate in life. I'm not losing power to 4D, fourth-dimensional dimen living. I'm not losing power. I'm not going to go into a trance about living with trances. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because 4D is characterized by judgment and trances. So, if you, while you are in 4D, or in a limited consciousness, from a limited consciousness, start applying yourself in this teaching is not going to help you. Does that make sense? Because you're still starting. You've got to be very patient with yourself. You might want to sit in the driver's seat and drive, but you have to go through a whole yellow book, and after that there's a whole blue book. You've got to be patient with yourself. You'll be very patient. So... What I'm saying to you is that be conscious of trying to proceed beyond 4D from a 4D consciousness.
You can't do that. So how do you proceed? The idea is to release judgment against 4D or judgment against 5D. Don't think that one is good and one is bad. One is right and one is wrong. One is better than and one is the other. Don't judge between them and create a, you know, um, know, opposing forces around this. Don't push against one and pull against the other one. Don't try and get rid of one and don't try and bring the other one in. Once you do that, you create oppositional forces. I will speak to you about that maybe today. We want to go beyond oppositional forces. We don't want to create being overpowered as we progress or try to progress powerlessly. So the idea is do not judge 4D. Do not judge 5D. One is not good, one is not evil. See, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That would cause their problem. Don't look at this with a mentality of this is good and this is evil. But somebody might say, Asha, but it's obviously better than. No, it's not better than. It's truly enjoyable, it's truly meaningful, it's truly fulfilling, it's healthy, it's gaining, it's all that. But you don't have to look at it as special. The moment you look at anything one compared to the other as special, you create opposing forces. That's what caused us to be in trouble in the first place. I need a job because to have a job is better than not having a job. I need money because having money is better than not having money. Anytime you make anything in this world something special, you are controlled by it, you are projecting power onto it, you are making it something that you must push up against or push out of your life or something, something to bring into your life that's 4D that's ego consciousness that's judgment so we want to move forward easily we want to move forward without judgment we want to move forward without power projections we want to move forward without put, making a trance once you make, create a trance around this You can't actually move. It just gets bad to worse. You'll be saying, I can't even read my purpose statement. I don't know about my vision. I don't know why I'm not practicing anything. Because you made it special. You made something in the world, something so special. There's nothing in the world that's special. The power is within you. You are bigger than anything in the world. Your energy and what you are capable of is more valuable than anything in the world. But if you say no, 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 Ashraf, this is more valuable, 5D is more valuable than 4D, something in the world is more valuable than something else. The moment you make a contrast, a comparison with anything, this is better than that, you're in trouble. You understand? This is spiritual teaching that I'm teaching you. You probably lived your whole life without hearing what you'll hear in 40 hours with me. You probably live your whole life never heard from anybody else and never probably will ever hear it. So one of the things I'm telling you is be conscious of making something in the created world, a person, a thing or an experience special. That is a trance. When you are mesmerized, you know, you look at the, uh, you know, Disney movies or the stories 
the fairy tales. You see people mesmerized. You know, that picture, like stars, they, they like become mesmerized. Don't become mesmerized by anything in this world. Nothing in this world is real. Nothing in this world is anything to be mesmerized about. Nothing. That's when we create problems. Just to give you a little bit teaching on oppositional forces. When you think something, somebody or some experience is so good and you must get it, you actually push it away. You try to get something that you made special. You can't have it. Have you ever experienced that? Something so badly you want it and you believe you need it and you must have it. And it eludes you. You can't seem to get it because you have too much of feeling on it. I don't know if I told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Only the one power that is sustaining and supporting us is for us to feel strongly about. If you feel strongly about anybody, anything or any experience, you are in a trance. So be very careful of contrasting, comparing and making one good, one bad, making one special in a positive way. I must be like that. I have to. I have to. So whenever you make something so special and you try to bring it in, an opposing force is created to keep it out. Good and evil. Adam and Eve ate, into, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when you make something so good, it's so good, it's too good, what happens? You can't have it. Not because somebody is keeping it away from you. Guess who's keeping it away from you? You are. You just don't know that. We keep away from ourselves the people, things and experiences that we've made special. Anything that you project power onto and you think is the best thing in the world that you need, you must have. Without it, you won't be okay. You push it away from you. Anything you believe you need to get, you keep away from you or you won't enjoy. Now the opposite is also true. If you make something good, you can't have it in your life. You try to bring it in, it doesn't come in. You strain and struggle and fight for it, it can't come in, it doesn't come in. Now let's look at the other side. Just look at the other side. What is the other side? Anything that you have in your life that you make it so bad, or something that can happen in your life, and you make it so bad, anything that you make so bad, whether it's so good, I need it, I must have it, it's special, so good, or you make it special, like it's so bad, it must go from my life. An opposing force is created by you, through your attachment and your resistance. Your attachment keeps it from coming into your life. And your resistance keeps it from leaving your life. Have you ever had a problem, a sickness or a disease that you tried to get rid of? The more you tried to get rid of it, the worse it got. That you tried to address something powerlessly and you ended up causing a bigger problem. That's what's happening here. You've made something, somebody or some experience special. What do you think is so important that is so good? What do you think is so important that's so bad that you're trying to bring in or move out? The moment you are in a trance like that, you actually create opposing forces from you. Not from anybody else. I will tell you about how the universe works. 
Remember I said what you are is a creative being. What you are is an electromagnetic spiritual imagining being. Who you are is your joyful self. Where you are is in a realm of reflection. This world is electromagnetic. When your electromagnetics are off, good and evil, too much for this, too much against that. If you're not in a peaceful state in you, in an easy state in you, in a joyful state in you, that's why the great masters and teachers from the Middle East, they would say Shalom or they would say Salam. What is that? Peace. Peace. Be in a state of equanimity. Be in a state of peace. Be in a state of ease. So the more multidimensionally grounded you are, you actually experience the support of God. So going back to what I told you earlier on, I said to you, after I spoke to Neville and George, a seed was planted for sharing a type of New Thought movement teaching with the world. And as the months went by, I started giving it more focus and energizing it. And it became more and more something that I was inspired as a vision and put heart into it. I'm operating multidimensionally. I wasn't thinking it's good to create universal bliss. It's bad if I don't. I didn't say I have to create universal bliss. I didn't say it'd be the worst thing if I didn't. I didn't make having universal bliss or not having universal bliss good or bad. I didn't make one better than the other. I just felt at ease one way or another and the inspiration and the joy around it is what I was really interested in. The inspiration and the joy. Now that is what we're talking about, multidimensional power, spiritual power. If you are in a fourth density reality, and you are now looking at this difference between fourth and fifth, and you're using a fourth density mindset of specialness, you will not proceed. You have to, in a sense, if you want to go beyond something, practice allowing, you must know that there's nothing in the world that's going to make you feel better than what you can feel within you now. There's nothing in the world that has a power to make you feel good or make you feel bad, no matter what's going on. The moment you think something can make me feel better or okay, or something can make me feel worse or not, and I want to avoid it, opposing forces are created through your distortion in energy. And as you are distorted in energy, that's what reflects in your reality. Where you are is in a realm of reflection. This is an electromagnetic realm of reflection. The more at ease you are and the more grounded you are in natural good feelings multidimensionally, the more empowered and creative you'll be to hold a vision and see and feel into it and it will materialize. It will materialize. But the more you feel that's bad and that's good and I must be against what I don't want and I must be for what I want and I must take massive action to get rid of this or may take massive action to bring that in, the more you do that, the less power you're using multidimensionally. I trust that that makes sense to you. So, the first set of questions is to encourage you to get into an energy of I'm okay now while this is as it is. I'm okay. It's okay. So we want to ask the question, is it okay? Is it okay that I 
am as I am while I am as I am. But I currently am as I am. Is it okay? Alright, so the questions I was asking you. Is it okay that I currently am as I am? Is it okay? Is it, is it okay that my life is as it is? Is it okay? That's, we're just asking the question. Is it okay that I am as I am while I am as I am? Is it okay that my life is as it is while it is? Again, this doesn't mean you like it the way it is. It doesn't mean you want it to continue. It doesn't mean that you've given up on what you want. It just means you're going to be at ease with it. And the question that is also related to that is, you know, is there any value in being against the way I am? Is, it, is there any value in, 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 in being against the way my life is? And this can be looked at at somebody. Is it any value in being against somebody the way they are, he or she is, you see? So we are asking the question, is it okay that I be as I am while I am as I am, that my life be as it is, while it is the way it is, while others are the way they are, while they are as they are, while everything is the way it is, while it is, is it okay? Now, nobody's forcing you to say yes, nobody's forcing you to say no, but just asking the question, is there any value in me against my being the way I am? Is there any value in me being against the way my life is? Is there any value in me being against the way people are while they are as they are? So you don't have to like the way they are. You don't have to want them to be the way they are. You can want them to be another way. You can, you can actually support being it another way. But do I have to be stressed? Do I have to be stressed while this is as it is? That's what we're basically asking. Do I have to be stressed? Do I have to be strained about the way I am? while I am as I am, while my life is the way it is, do I have to be stressed and strained about it? Do I have to be stressed and strained? You know, while people are the way they are, do we have to be stressed and strained? Do, is there any value in being in stressed and strained? In fact, it's not only no value, it creates opposing forces. If you're not at ease with situations and you resist and you react, you go against the natural supportive energy of the universe and you start experiencing problems getting worse for you. So there is not only no value in stressing yourself out and being against anything, being the way they are, including you, your life, and other people in your life and what's going on. It actually makes bad situations worse. So that's the main thing. Is it okay that I be as I am while I am? So that's another way of saying, you know, is it okay that that it be as it be now? Is it okay that he or she be the way he or she is being right now? Do I need to be different is another way of asking this question. Do I need to be different? Can't I be the way I am while I am? Then I can work towards being another way. I can apply myself and support myself being in another way. But do I need to be different? Do I need to not be the way I am? You know? Does the situation need to not be the way it is? Does it have to be another way? See, that's what we're asking. Can you feel the stress and the strain? Can, does it have to? Does it need to? See, 
So do I need to be different? Do I need to not be the way I am? Do I need to be another way? Does it need to be different? Does it you know, need to be another way? Does it need to not be the way it is? Does he or she need to be different? Does he or she need to not be the way they are? Does he or she need to be another way? Is it needed of me to be different? Is it needed that the situation be different? Is, it, is he or she needed to be different? Is anything needed to be different? The answer is no, nothing needs to be different. You just believe it needs to be different. And so we are working on our energy. We're working on our ease. We're working on how we feel first before we work on what's going on. The illusion, you know, I call them, I don't, don't feel bad. I don't mean it in a bad way. The illusionati, those that are not interested in awareness, not interested in learning, not interested in spiritual growth, not interested in spiritual you know, development and personal development and life enrichment, they're not interested in, 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 in operating resourcefully in life, creatively in life. And that's what we're saying. Before you deal with yourself, before you deal with your life, before you deal with anybody or anything, work on your ease. Make sure you are attending to yourself. So I can also maybe put these questions out you know, to you at some point. Um, yeah, there's no value in being in a trance about being in a trance. That doesn't help you. Can I release judgment against my being as I am? Can I release judgment about my being the way I am. Like for example, to the degree I'm a beggar, can I release judgment against that? Can I release, you know, my againstness, my judgment? Can I release? First we ask the question, is it okay? Then we ask, do I need, you know, does it need to be different? Now I'm asking the same question in a different way. Uh, can I release the need for it to be different? Can I release judgment? Can I can I stop feeling strongly about this? Because the moment you feel strongly about something, you can deal with it without feeling strongly. Can I deal with this without feeling strongly about it? Meaning, can I deal with it without losing power to it? No? Can you? Yes, you can. So, can I allow myself to be as I am while I am? See, can I allow the situation to be exactly as it is while it is? Can I allow he or she to be as they are? That doesn't mean you accept the way they are, but it means you accept that the way that's the way they are in that moment. It doesn't mean allowance doesn't mean you accepting what is. It just means you're accepting that it is in this moment that way. So we're saying it is that way. I am the way I am. That's a fact. Not that we're saying we want to be the way we are. So ponder that. That allowance is the acceptance that something is currently that way. We're accepting that it is that way. We're not accepting the way it is takes me back to 20 years ago when I was teaching people allowing, you know. So, some of you may remember that this is the bit about accepting that it is 
not accepting what is. Can I allow myself? Yes. Do, do I have to be against the way I am? Do I have to be, be against the way I currently am? Do I have to be against the way it currently is? Do I have to be against the way it currently is? Do I have to be against the way he or she is? Again, is there any value in my being against? And you can deal with something without stressing out about it. You can deal with something without, you know, getting upset about it. That's the best way to deal with things. Is it okay that I be exactly as I am while I currently am? Now, that's the first set of questions. No, do I have to be against the way I currently am? Can I not be, you know, could I not be against the way I currently am? I just added some questions when I was reviewing the material and maybe I'll share this on, on, on the chat. If the answer is no, how do you proceed? So, firstly, if you just ask these questions over and over again, or just listen to them, you'll feel the energy flowing in you. You'll realize, is it okay? Yes, it's okay. It's okay. Doesn't mean that I want it, want it to continue, like it, I'm going to leave it, I'm going to do nothing about it. It just means I'm going to be at ease. Is it, can I be at ease with it, is what, what we're asking. Can I, can I be at ease with it? Can I, can I be at ease with it? There's value in being at ease with it. There's no value in not being at ease. But if your answer is no, don't freak out because that's when the second set of questions come in. And what is the second set of questions? It's basically, is it okay that I am against this? Is it okay that I'm against this? Is it okay that I am not okay with it. Is it okay? Which basically means something like this. Can I be at ease with my not being at ease with it? Can I be at ease with my not... Can I accept that I am not accepting of it? Can I accept that I am not accepting of it? Can I accept? You know, can I let that be? Is it okay that that I am not accepting of it. Very powerful stuff. Such a simple thing. But it'll shift your energy. And that's what we want to be because to move forward on this path, there must be an energy of allowance of ourselves. The way we are, the way our lives are. Not needing to not be as we are, not needing to be different, not, ne not being against the way we are and the way our lives are, and not for the way we want to be. We want to operate supporting ease, supporting being at ease, so that we can recognize the trances that hold us back and release the trances that, can hold, that hold us back. If you do not ease up, you are in a trance. And if you are in a trance, you can't undo the trances that control you. You're just creating more trance, more resistance, more reaction upon resistance and reaction. So you can ask me at question time shortly if you have any question about it. But the second batch of questions is, I accept. Can I accept? 
that I'm not accepting? Can I accept uh, that I'm not accepting? Can I be at ease while I'm choosing to not be at ease about that? Can I be at ease about my not being at ease with that? Can I allow myself to resist, to react, to be against? Is it okay that I resist, I react? And all those other questions that we asked, you know, can I release judgment against myself for resisting and reacting while I am resisting and reacting? Do I have to be against my resistance and reaction? Can I allow myself to resist and react or be against? Can I allow my againstness? Can I release judgment against my, you know, from my againstness? Can I be at ease while I'm into againstness? Can I recognize I'm into againstness and not make it something to react to? Can I allow it to my againstness to be? So it's all the same questions, but now we use againstness. That we are, can we, you know, can we, can, is it okay that I am currently against something? Do I need to not be against anything? The answer is no. Uh, is there any value in my being against being against, my being against? Is there any value in my being against my being against? No. So, those are the questions. If you say them regularly, if you listen to them regularly, generally, if you've got challenges and things going on in your life, and you say, look, I'm willing to go through the questions and just listen to them, this will sort of free you to a higher vibration and you'll begin to feel a shift in your energy because you're not going into a trance and you will begin to draw support to you. This is just a basic allowance. As we go further, we go deeper into other types of allowance and it's just shared with you so that you don't go forward like, I hate being the way I am and why am I such a big victim and why am I such a big addict and why am I such a big beggar and I shouldn't be and I should be a believer and I'm not and I should be an ad adult but I'm not. The, the way I am is wrong. This way is wrong. That way is right. Go beyond that. We're on a path. Come from ease, come from peace, and we'll move forward. So that was the first of the three practices or techniques that were shared. So, in this seminar, we're going to give you a little bit more insight, more practices. And again, the practices are to support becoming conscious, superconscious, and supraconscious. And so, what is the main ideas I want to share with you in this particular uh, seminar, one of which is allowing, allowing. The way we move forward in life is through allowing. The opposite of allowing is againstness. Either you allowing or you against. Another way of saying againstness is resistance and reaction. This is how I teach it in Blissful Living. In Blissful Living, I teach that we focus on resistance and reaction and this in also includes attachment. For the purposes of universal bliss, we're just going to work with the word againstness. Whenever you are against, either you're allowing or you're against. When, when somebody's against something, automatically there's a for, something else. 
So if you are into againstness, you might find that you are for something else. If you're against something, you're for something else. Allowing is a different approach. It's a spiritual approach at the heart of spiritual teaching is allowing. See, there's, there's the law of love, there's the law of allowing, and there's the law of attraction. Those are the three main laws or principles my teaching is all about. So, the way to move forward is through an attitude of allowing. So, what does that mean? If our work together involves two parts, one is undoing the trances of being a beggar and an addict, supporting the truth and awareness of being a believer and an adult, if that is our work together, that means we've got to go from here to there, from reactivity to creativity, from 4D to 5D, from limited to expansive, from beggar to believer or boss, from addict to adult, from victim to vicegerent or victor, from disempowerment to empowerment. There has to be a movement. But how do we move through it? So somebody might say, you know what, I don't want to be a beggar. I don't want to be an addict. I don't want to be a victim. I'm against being a beggar, an addict, and a victim. I'm against being powerless, and I'm against being disempowered. And it might seem logical. Yeah, so what is, what is Ashraf saying? He's against 4D. He's for 5D. No, I'm not against and for. I'm allowing. If you want to live 4D, live 4D. You want to live 5D, live 5D. You want to live reactively, live reactively. You want to live creatively, live creatively. You want to live powerlessly, live powerlessly. You want to live powerfully, it's yours. Your choice. So I'm allowing. You understand? This, here's this word. Allowing. Versus against. I'm allowing. I'm not against and for. So now that you might be aware and thinking, yeah, Ashraf, I don't want to be a maid. I want to be a madam, you know. I don't want to be the pauper. I want to be the prince. So I'm against being a pauper and I'm against being the maid. I think I'll be for the prince and I think I will be for the madam. That's not going to help you. Allowing is spiritual power. There's a way of proceeding in life. There's a way of progressing. You cannot progress and proceed powerfully unless you operate with allowing. Another word for allowing is patience. Patience. You've heard it in spiritual teaching that patience is a virtue. You see, what is patience? Patience means you're not against something and you're not for something. That you are at ease while whatever is, is. Now you'll understand why I can teach you this teaching. Because I've already taught you the teaching of easing up. You see, because I taught you the teaching of easing up, and you've been practicing easing up at least once every second day. In fact, what you can do is easing up one day, multidimensional awareness the other. 
back to easing up, multidimensional. Or if you can do in the morning one, the other in the evening, it's up to you. Make a commitment and stick to it. You've got to apply yourself. You want to become a motorist, you've got to take the yellow book and study it. You can't study it once a month, one paragraph a month. How long it'll take you? You'll be in your old age before you learn to drive, you understand? So you have to be reasonable in your approach. You have to be self-encouraging and reasonable. You re require a proper attitude. That's why we spoke about purpose statement. Your purpose, your intention, a personal decision. You're deliberate about it, what you want and why you want it. And, you know, maybe in the next support, I'll talk to you about how to go about it. How to go about it. Support too. So I can give you more support about how to go about it. But the point is, if you've been practicing experiencing ease, now you can begin to become aware of allowing. How do we go forward in life? Answer is easily. Easily. If you are not at ease, you can't progress and you can't prosper. If you're not easily, you know, easy in situations, you can't move forward, spiritually speaking. If you're against something and for something, then you are not at ease. You are stressed and strained. So the way to move forward through life is through allowing. And so... I don't blame you if you looked at this and you said, I don't want to be four-dimensional. Four-dimensional, four, four, four four, four yeah. Four is bad. Four-dimensional is wrong. Four-dimensional is something that shouldn't be. I never said any of that. I never judged four-dimensional. I said you can be a beggar. I didn't say it's wrong to be a beggar. I didn't say it's bad to be a beggar. I didn't say it's better to be a believer. I never compared between these two. I just say there's a fourth dimensional way and there's a fifth dimensional way. You can drive a Toyota or you can drive a Hyundai. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying there's two different ways to operate in life. I'm not losing power to 4D. Fourth-dimensional dimen fourth living. I'm not losing power. I'm not going to go into a trance about living with trances. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because 4D is characterized by judgment and trances. So, if you, while you are in 4D, or in a limited consciousness, from a limited consciousness, start applying yourself in this teaching... Is not going to help you. Does that make sense? Because you're still starting. You've got to be very patient with yourself. You might want to sit in the driver's seat and drive, but you have to go through a whole yellow book, and after that is a whole blue book. You've got to be patient with yourself. You'll be very patient. So, what I'm saying to you is that be conscious of trying to proceed beyond 4D from a 4D consciousness. You can't do that. So how do you proceed? The idea is to release judgment against 4D.
or judgment against 5D. Don't think that one is good and one is bad. One is right and one is wrong. One is better than and one is the other. Don't judge between them and create a, you know, um, you know opposing forces around this. Don't push against one and pull against the other one. Don't try and get rid of one and don't try and bring the other one in. Once you do that, you create oppositional forces. I will speak to you about that maybe today. We want to go beyond oppositional forces. We don't want to create being overpowered as we progress or try to progress powerlessly. So the idea is... Do not judge 4D. Do not judge 5D. One is not good, one is not evil. See, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That would cause their problem. Don't look at this with a mentality of this is good and this is evil. But somebody might say, but it's obviously better than. No, it's not better than. It's truly enjoyable, it's truly meaningful, it's truly fulfilling, it's healthy, it's gaining, it's all that. But you don't have to look at it as special. The moment you look at anything one compared to the other as special, you create opposing forces. That's what caused us to be in trouble in the first place. I need a job because to have a job is better than not having a job. I need money because having money is better than not having money. Anytime you make anything in this world something special, you are controlled by it. You are projecting power onto it. You are making it something that you must push up against or push out of your life or something, something to bring into your life that's 4D that's ego consciousness that's judgment so we want to move forward easily we want to move forward without judgment we want to move forward without power projections we want to move forward without put, making a trance once you make, create a trance around this you can't actually move. It just gets bad to worse. You'll be saying, I can't even read my purpose statement. I don't know about my vision. I don't know why I'm not practicing anything. Because you made it special. You made something in the world, something so special. There's nothing in the world that's special. The power is within you. You are bigger than anything in the world. Your energy and what you are capable of is more valuable than anything in the world. But if you say no, 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 Ashraf, this is more valuable, 5D is more valuable than 4D, something in the world is more valuable than something else. The moment you make a contrast, a comparison with anything, this is better than that, you're in trouble. You understand? This is spiritual teaching that I'm teaching you. You probably lived your whole life without hearing what you'll hear in 40 hours with me. You probably live your whole life never heard from anybody else and never probably will ever hear it. So one of the things I'm telling you is be conscious of making something in the created world, a person, a thing or an experience special. That is a trance. When you are mesmerized, you know you look at the... Uh, you know, Disney movies or the stories, the fairy tales. You see people mesmerized. You know, that picture like stars, they, they like become mesmerized. 
don't become mesmerized by anything in this world. Nothing in this world is real. Nothing in this world is anything to be mesmerized about. Nothing. That's when we create problems. Just to give you a little bit teaching on oppositional forces. When you think something, somebody or some experience is so good and you must get it, you actually push it away. You try to get something that you made special. You can't have it. Have you ever experienced that? Something so badly you want it and you believe you need it and you must have it. And it eludes you. You can't seem to get it because you have too much of feeling on it. I don't know if I told you this before, but I'll tell you again. Only the one power that is sustaining and supporting us is for us to feel strongly about. If you feel strongly about anybody, anything or any experience, you are in a trance. So be very careful of contrasting, comparing and making one good, one bad, making one special in a positive way. I must be like that. I have to. I have to. So whenever you make something so special and you try to bring it in, an opposing force is created to keep it out. Good and evil. Adam and Eve ate, into, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when you make something so good, it's so good, it's too good, what happens? You can't have it. Not because somebody is keeping it away from you. Guess who's keeping it away from you? You are. You just don't know that. We keep away from ourselves the people, things and experiences that we've made special. Anything that you project power onto and you think is the best thing in the world that you need, you must have. Without it, you won't be okay. You push it away from you. Anything you believe you need to get, you keep away from you or you won't enjoy. Now the opposite is also true. If you make something good, you can't have it in your life. You try to bring it in, it doesn't come in. You strain and struggle and fight for it, it can't come in, it doesn't come in. Now let's look at the other side. Just look at the other side. What is the other side? Anything that you have in your life that you make it so bad, or something that can happen in your life, and you make it so bad... Anything that you make so bad, whether it's so good, I need it, I must have it, it's special, so good, or you make it special, like it's so bad, it must go from my life. An opposing force is created by you through your attachment and your resistance. Your attachment keeps it from coming into your life and your resistance keeps it from leaving your life. Have you ever had a problem, a sickness or a disease that you try to get rid of. The more you try to get rid of it, the worse it got. That you try to address something powerlessly and you ended up causing a bigger problem. That's what's happening here. You've made something, somebody or some experience special. What do you think is so important that is so good? What do you think is so important that's so bad that you're trying to bring in or move out? The moment you are in a trance like that, you actually create opposing forces from you. Not from anybody else. I will tell you about how the universe works. Remember I said what you are is a creative being. What you are is an electromagnetic spiritual imagining being. Who you are is your joyful self. 
where you are is in a realm of reflection. This world is electromagnetic. When your electromagnetics are off, good and evil, too much for this, too much against that. If you're not in a peaceful state in you, in an easy state in you, in a joyful state in you, that's why the great masters and teachers from the Middle East, they would say Shalom, or they would say Salam. What is that? Peace. Peace. Be in a state of equanimity. Be in a state of peace. Be in a state of ease. So the more multidimensionally grounded you are, you actually experience the support of God. So going back to what I told you earlier on, I said to you, after I spoke to Neville and George, a seed was planted for sharing a type of New Thought movement teaching with the world. And as the months went by, I started giving it more focus and energizing it. And it became more and more something that I was inspired as a vision and put heart into it. I'm operating multidimensionally. I wasn't thinking it's good to create universal bliss. It's bad if I don't. I didn't say I have to create universal bliss. I didn't say it'd be the worst thing if I didn't. I didn't make having universal bliss or not having universal bliss, good or bad. I didn't make one better than the other. I just felt at ease one way or another, and the inspiration and the joy around it is what I was really interested in. The inspiration and the joy. Now that is what we're talking about, multidimensional power, spiritual power. If you are in a fourth density reality, and you are now looking at this difference between fourth and fifth, and you're using a fourth density mindset of specialness, you will not proceed. You have to, in a sense, if you want to go beyond something, practice allowing, you must know that there's nothing in the world that's going to make you feel better than what you can feel within you now. There's nothing in the world that has a power to make you feel good or make you feel bad, no matter what's going on. The moment you think something can make me feel better or okay, or something can make me feel worse or not, and I want to avoid it, opposing forces are created through your distortion in energy. And as you are distorted in energy, that's what reflects in your reality. Where you are is in a realm of reflection. This is an electromagnetic realm of reflection. The more at ease you are, and the more grounded you are in natural good feelings multidimensionally, the more empowered and creative you'll be to hold a vision and see and feel into it, and it will materialize. It will materialize. But the more you feel that's bad and that's good and I must be against what I don't want and I must be for what I want and I must take massive action to get rid of this or may take massive action to bring that in, the more you do that, the less power you're using multidimensionally. I trust that that makes sense to you. So, 